It's Saturday night and the party's just beginning. I was trying to come up with like the that, best tagline for this, but I that, that's that's a pretty that's not a bad tagline at all. Is it really not? No, no, it's fine. The party the party is just beginning. Like that's like I mean it's like it's an easy tagline, but it's effective, you know, it does the job. It's accurate. There's that Cheetah Girls song, The Party's Just Begun. Do you remember that song from like super early in our childhood? I'd have to hear it. I, we did listen to a, a good amount of Cheetah Girls listen uh, growing up. I don't want to sing it because I feel like our viewership would go down. But also, like, what is our viewership? That's a fair point. That's a fair but, point, Noah Friedman. In, in any case, you're listening to the Jew Point Conversion with Noah Friedman and Elijah Zalonki on a Saturday night right before the NFL is set to unleash its week eight Sunday slate. Woohoo! Bars. So exciting. We don't have a mini so this week. Like it's yeah. It's us. It's nice to be able to talk about, you know, stuff that happened. Yeah. Uh, instead of like blurbing and then like putting our two picks together and then that's it. <laughs> so are you aware of the the battle for a certain milestone going on within the Scorigami world? No, I'm not, but I, I'm genuinely curious to see where this conversation takes us. Okay. Um, so the, 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 the most common score in NFL history, do you know what it is? I'm going to say 24-17. Close, close. Uh, no, it's actually... Um, it's actually... Uh, yeah, 20-17. 20-17. Oh, that's so close. Yeah, 24-17 is, is up there, but it's not uh, not quite... As popular, so yeah, it's a uh, twenty to seventeen is number one, and then twenty seven, twenty four is number two, uh, and then th- th- they're the only the only two scores that are well over two hundred. But then you got twenty three, twenty, and seventeen to fourteen that are each battling it out for the honor of having the the two hundredth uh, game with that score. So. 23 to 20 has 198 and 17 to 14 has 199. And I'm thinking 17, 14 should win, but like, I don't know, just with the days of offense, I like, if I was a betting man, I would bet on 23, 20. And I think that 23, 20 this weekend, I think this weekend, 23, 20 will have its 200th game. Okay. Well, this is a very intriguing proposition because we're going to make picks later in this episode oh, and yes, maybe you'll say 2320 twice which would which would achieve the 200th status right that's that is correct that is correct it. okay this but, is the kind of thing that that i think about when i should be sleeping but before we do that since you're awake we mm-hmm. should uh give the viewers a little dose of uh Thursday night football that happened a, a couple nights back where the Baltimore Ravens, both me and you picked the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. Mike Bronstein is officially 0-1. Yep. As our guest picker. That's true. You and I have gotten off to a good start for the week. And yeah, 27-22. Uh, I guess the big news coming out of that game, I mean, nobody should really give a crap about it, but I think it affects this man's play. Tom Brady officially getting divorced from Giselle Bündchen. Yeah, I mean, I think if anything, that that should make his play better because I think it does. I imagine, I imagine before it was like, before it was official, you know, it's just like like that's an added stressor. But now that it's official and you know he's he's on the market, I think what's going to happen is Brady's going to start like I mean, Tom Brady's a bachelor now. He's going to start drowning in it and the Bucks are going to get good again because he's going to start playing well again. That's just the way these things go. Well, and, and I love so many stats coming out of this game. So the first stat I think about is the fact that the Buccaneers now find themselves at three and five. They are on a three game losing streak. The last time Tom Brady was on a team that had a three game losing streak where he was the primary quarterback was 20 years ago, 2002. Think about that. Wow. Like we, we were, you were six. And I was seven. seven. I was not a football fan yet. I I didn't know what football was at seven. I really did. You you had like an inkling. No, I didn't. I guess I I, I probably didn't really know it either, to be honest. I really started watching football. The first Super Bowl ever watched, I've told you this, is Super Bowl 40. 
between the Seattle Seahawks and Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, right. So that was mine was thirty eight between the Panthers and the Patriots. Right, I remember that. So I'm trying to think. So that makes it the two thousand five season for me. So I would have yes. been ten. And then you were yes, eight. yes, yes. You were eight when you watched Correct. the first Super Bowl start to finish. Correct. But look, I'm I'm tired of talking about Tom Brady stats. Honestly. No. No, 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 no. There's another stat. I need. I, I have to okay. tell you this. This one stat, and and it, and it's more just a generalized stat because I was looking at his game logs. It's insane. He's he threw 27 times in week one, 34 times in week two, and then let's rattle off his attempts: 42, 52, 52, 40, 49, and 44 this past week. That is startling for a 45 year old quarterback. Who is supposed to rely on all of I'm, his I'm weapons? Not, I'm not startled by it at I'm, all, Noah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I could not be like. It's Tom Brady. He's a quarterback. Like, I mean, it, this is what quarterbacks do. They throw the ball a lot, uh, especially when, like, you know, running game isn't working too good. Uh, Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny. It's not the playoff, so you know he's struggling. Like, I, I don't, I don't see why that's shocking. Like, I mean, the only, the only variable there is the fact that he's 45 years old. But like he's a, uh, I mean he's Tom Brady. He's a angel's wonder. Uh, I'm not even a little bit surprised by the amount of times Brady's been throwing the ball lately. I mean, I'll I'll tell you why for this particular game. The Ravens' defense, especially its secondary, is so thin. Like I can't name another player outside of Marcus Peters who's on that sec secondary. Marlon Humphrey, you know. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Yeah, that's uh, those are two really good corners, two all-pro corners. Okay, so outside of that, um, my, my, main of point, that. my main point is the Ravens' front seven is the backbone of that defense. Their secondary has been suspect all season long. I, I would probably be able to bet on the statistical analysis and rankings of secondary play and pass defense. And the Buccaneers have the, the weapons to exploit that. With Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Cameron Bray, who's their normal tight end, didn't play. But point being, like, you're supposed to have some sort of synchronization. And the Buccaneers coaching staff did not change from last season to this season, except for Bruce Arians. And I Bruce feel like Arians that's is still there. He and that's the funny thing. He's still there. He's a special assistant to the GM and a special assistant throughout the organization. And I feel like Tom Brady needs that voice. Like they had so many disagreements in their two years together, but I feel like that fired him up. And there isn't that sort of field general that has done that. Or like Todd Bowles is a very like not demonstrative coach. Byron Leftwich, same thing. Like there's not that fiery dude who can get under Tom Brady's skin and like make him realize that he is 45. Like, it's, it's funny. I was listening to the broadcast. Al Michaels was like, oh, Tom Brady's playing pretty well. He looks like he's 25 again instead of 45. And then kind of just goes downhill from there. Yeah, I mean, he was he started off pretty good. Like, he's still capable, certainly. You know, he 325 yards through the air. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't his typical. I mean, he's he, he's getting divorced. Yeah. Right? And, like, it's all over the media. And yep. it's just like, Such I mean. Action. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a huge distraction, and that's part of why Tampa Bay is playing so badly. However, I do think that they are going to pick it up later in the season. Uh, sooner rather, like, I think, and when I say later in the season, I mean, like, you know, starting next week. Uh, who do they play next week? I'm going to look it up real quick because I don't know off the top of my head. Looks like Tampa plays. Oh, they play the Rams in Tampa? Yeah, I think, I mean, we'll, Ooh, we'll see how the Rams the divisional game. We'll see how the, that's not a divisional game. The divisional game from last season? Oh, the divisional playoffs. Right, right. Yeah, that is a rematch. And, uh, Sorry, not divisional oh, game. You're right. I, 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 because I need to see how the Rams do against the Niners and, you know, who's healthy after that game. But, you know, that could go either way. But I do think that at home, I, 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 it's only a matter of time before Tom Brady gets this thing right. And I, I'm just going to I'm gonna leave it at that. And quick footnote on the Ravens because they also Lamar Jackson, great game. Lamar Jackson played great. Isaiah Likely, new kid on the block. Dude, dude, literally played the game of his life. Six yeah, catches, he, he's one of my touchdown. Like I, I will say, no, I'm proud of this because I, I, I definitely hyped up 
likely uh, as a draft candidate. I knew him from like, you know, just uh, Madden custom drafts and such. Uh, so it is good to see him performing so well at the NFL level. Um, and yeah, like it's uh, he and Mark Andrews, who, by the way, got hurt, but he'll, he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely is a very, very strong tight end tandem uh, to go with Lamar, and the Ravens got something brewing. Yeah, and Isaiah Likely is also the subject of many memes and social media posts because his last name is Likely, and he wears the number 80. So everyone's always like, how many beers am I crushing tonight? Yep. Like Likely. Likely 80. So, um, I love it. I yeah. love it. Dude's great. But yeah, Ravens move on to five and three, um, putting their stamp on the on the AFC North for now. Um, but Elijah, we've got we've got picks to make. This is exciting. We're doing we're doing live picks again. So and and, and just real quick, I yeah. just want to say, like last thing about this game on the subject of Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, a lot of talk about oh he's not playing as well this year, or you know, like oh he doesn't know how to hold the lead, all that fun stuff. It's like okay, you know, eight games into the season, half a season minus the extra the BS extra game, he is you know. Uh, 1,600 passing yards, you know, averaging seven yards per attempt, 15 touchdowns to only six interceptions. He's also rushing the ball incredibly well. He's got over 500 yards rushing, 553 to be exact, a couple rushing touchdowns, and he has his team at five and three. So I think Lamar is still, you know, him. And I just want to make that very clear that, like, you know, he hasn't, it's not like, you know, Lamar's coming back now. Like, he's never really left. Let's be real about that. Did you see, by the way, when the game was over that somebody methodically dropped a sign saying to pay Lamar Jackson and he ended up signing it? That was cool. That was really cool. I love awesome. that. Awesome. Like, yeah, that was, that was a, that, that's, a, that, that's a great fan moment right there. Yeah, literally dropped it, like, right as he entered the tunnel, picked it up, was like, who, who did this? <laughs> like, yeah. Shouted him out. Like, yeah, that, that's like it. mad mad props to that fan. That's a that's a good fan right there. Yeah, probably got a sign that's worth a lot of money. Maybe not as much as Lamar will hopefully sign for uh, at the end of the season, but we'll see. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, picks week eight. We're 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 rolling strong here. Um, we have another international game this week. That'll be our first matchup. You and me going up against one another. It's the two and five Denver Broncos. And the two and five Jacksonville or soon to be London Jaguars because they just play so many games in London. You the think they're going to move to London? Honestly, could be. So uh, just you heard that from Fox Sports Insider Noah Friedman. No, stop it. The Jaguars are officially moving to London. Stop it, Elijah. Yeah, I'm don't, sorry, I'm sorry. don't spread misinformation. It's 2022. Speaking um, of spread, the spread is Jaguars are favored by uh, two and a half. Okay. So just saying, does that sway you in any direction, Elijah? Um, well, I mean, we don't bet money lines. We bet games here. I mean, we don't bet spreads. We bet money lines here, I should say. Um, Good teams lose. Great teams cover. (laughs) Is is Russell Wilson playing? Russell Wilson is is slated to start. That's correct. And and, and I want to make a point on that, but I want you to make your pick first because I'm picking the Denver Broncos to win this one, even though they aren't favored. I got them winning. I mean, that that defense is just too good. I got them winning, uh, let's say, 20 to 17. The mm. most popular score of all time. Oh, okay. So You got a disagreement here? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my story about Russell Wilson really quick because we haven't talked about this since it happened. Oh, is it him uh, doing lunges on the plane? Not lunges, high knees. High Excuse knees me. in the aisle of That's the plane ride when everybody else on the plane was sleeping. Russell Wilson was doing high knees, and it was the subject of fanfare across all social media platforms. Insane. Therefore, I cannot pick a quarterback who is going to do that. I'm not picking the Broncos. They are literally the most disappointing team in 2022 through seven weeks, and I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Okay, I like it. it. I respect it. And Here's it's, another um... reason, too. And we talked about this on Monday. The Jaguars traded James Robinson from their team to the New York Jets for draft compensation. This means that Travis Etienne is the the lead dog and I think he's going to have a big day. Like literally you, you don't against have the Broncos main, defense. You don't have the main guy that was stealing your carries in the room anymore. They're 
there's literally no other option besides I think Dario Gumbawale is the other Jaguars running back. If I'm not mistaken, this, all, everything you're saying is is making me feel more confident in the Broncos pick. Okay, well I'm, I'm just I'm saying take, I'm taking the Jaguars. I'll take them to win 24-17, and I, I I think here here's the thing: Trevor Lawrence has to look down and see Patrick Sertan. Like they they matched up so many times um, throughout the college football playoffs because Alabama always played Clemson, so he knows him very well. I, I want to see how he does when Sertan is covering Zay Jones or Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, I mean, Sertan like, <laughs> guarding these players that the Jaguars, for some reason, decided to pay a bunch of money to, like Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk. Zay Jones. Yep. Again, not bad players, just like a little confusing that those are the ones they wanted of you know everyone on the market. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, you're taking the Jags to win 24-17. I'm taking them to lose 20 to 17. Yeah. Uh, honestly, two pretty bad teams looking to stay alive in the the playoff race. Are you going to watch that game? Um there's a there's a decent chance I'll be up to watch that game, yes. That 6:30 Pacific on ESPN Plus. So Yep, yep, yep. I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a uh, should should be a fun one. Uh, Throwing it out there, catching it, it should be a pretty good game. So, next matchup I want to talk to you about is one that you've coined to me as the best rivalry in all of football. If I'm not mistaken, the no, you're thinking, uh, it, and no, Saints, Saints Falcons is the best rivalry in football. Uh, okay, so all right, this game sucks then. Panthers two and five, Falcons three and four. Who you got? <laughs> uh, um, I'm taking Atlanta. Uh, they're coming off a tough loss against Joe Burrow. Um, you know, elite quarterback, just playing at a very, very high level. A, you know, them and the 49ers. Are, are both coming off of a lot, a very similar loss in that regard. Um, you know, just playing against an elite quarterback in the other conference, uh, just picking them apart. I do think that Atlanta is a lot better this year than people think. I really like what Arthur Smith is doing. They kind of have an identity over there. Like they really run the ball well. Um, and even when they don't run it well, they commit to running it, uh, which you can't do in a shootout, which was last week. I don't think this game is going to be a shootout. I think Carolina brought everything they had last week against Tampa Bay. And that's why I'm taking Atlanta to win 23 to 10. I think for the sake of the Panthers, I really want them to win this game because like I've mentioned many times, I love coaches who coach their hometown teams. Steve Wilkes, Charlotte native interim coach trying to win himself another coaching job. But I, I, I can't, I mean, we thought that the Buccaneers were going to beat the Panthers last week. And it was like the complete opposite 21 to three. My God. Um, the Falcons, I think will come more prepared. I think the points that you're making are going to ring true. And listen, like we're waiting for Desmond Ritter to get in there. And Marcus Mariota is being like, nah, I, I got this man. So I, I'm, I'm taking Atlanta to win too. I don't necessarily think it'll be as much of a blowout as you do. Um, I think the Falcons will win, and I think the Panthers will put up a little bit more of a fight. I'll say, I'll say twenty four sixteen. Got it. That's a pretty good, a pretty yeah. good score. Uh, and just something interesting to note, real yeah. quick. Last week, Bengals and Falcons. Bengals won thirty five seventeen. In spite of that, Mariota only threw the ball thirteen times. And I mean, even when they were like losing the entire game, Cincinnati or excuse me, Atlanta, you know. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but Tyler Algier. You know, Algier. Had six, Algier, thank you. Yes, 16 Tyler carries. Algier. Mariota ran it six times. Huntley ran it six times again. Like, they, they really stuck to the run. And, you know, they didn't have the ball a lot. But it's just like uh, I, I do like that they have an identity, and that's why I think that they're heading in the right direction. Uh, it's not like they're going to peak this year by any stretch. But, like, right. this, these, these are games that are winnable for the Falcons, and that's why we're, no doubt. we're both picking Atlanta. All right, let's. Yes. Let, let's and by the way, about, Atlanta's favored by four. Let, let's talk about your Bears. They're going on the road again, and this time they're going to Dallas. Um, Elijah, do you think that the Bears are going to replicate their performance against New England, or is Dallas, which has a, in my opinion, a much better defense, going to shut down what the Bears have planned, or is Justin Fields going to actually like? run an offense the way that he's meant to run it because literally watching that tape against new England, it was beyond great. Honestly. Yeah, it was a pretty exceptional game. I've, I've watched so much film. Like it's, it's been, 
I've enjoyed watching film on the Bears this past week, I will say. Yeah, you know, which is nice because the past few weeks has been, have been very shitty. Um, I think the Bears will cover <laughs> Cowboys. 10-point spread. Uh, I do not think we're going to win it. Just Dallas is the better team right now. And the Bears, uh, you know, uh, they're kind of what we thought they were, you know, uh, a frisky team, you know, capable of stealing a win every now and then. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, the, 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 the Cowboys are in a much better position right now. They're paying more professional football players than the Bears are paying, meaning, you know, like they, they have very, very good, con- you know, like they have really high quality players on that on that squad. I think Chicago makes it interesting. I think Dallas jumps out to a, a good start. I think they'll go up 14. I think Chicago will come back, make it somewhat interesting. Then Dallas – uh, you know, takes care of business at the end. Bears have a backdoor cover. I'm going to say 30 to 23. Dallas gets the win. Hopefully, I am incorrect. So, the big news from Chicago is that the Bears traded Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles. Great move. For, Great move for both sides. For what, a third round pick, I think it was, or a fourth round? Fourth round. Fourth round fourth. pick. So, goodness gracious, who do the Bears have to rush the passer? Like, my. Uh, we have. Matt Eberflus, who has come up with some pretty clever blitzes, not gonna lie. So can can I just and you'll you'll know the answer to this because you study up. What was Matt Eberflus's last job before he became the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts? That is a really good question, Noah. And I'm so oh, glad you do not asked know? because what'd you say? Do you not know? No, I definitely know the answer, and I'm glad you asked because I know the answer so well. He <laughs> was the Dallas Cowboys linebacker coach. And passing game coordinator. Yes. So I did not just read that off Wikipedia. Haha. So a, um, for that reason, I'm taking the Bears. <laughs> um, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> no. Here, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you an honestly straight answer. So Ezekiel Elliott is doubtful with a foot injury, which means that Tony Pollard is lead back number one. The Dallas Cowboys are better with Tony Pollard. Than they are They're better when Tony Pollard fills in. I, th- I think just better, period. Yeah. So, I, I, but, and, and that's why, I mean, it's tough for me because I want to pick the Bears coming off of that momentum win against New England. And Dallas is hosting an NFC North opponent at home for the second straight week. They, of course, dismantled Detroit last week. Um, I'm, I, I just, I can't pick the Bears because, of exactly what you said. Dak Prescott, of course, came back last week. He put up fine numbers, I guess, but he's like slowly he okay way back. A terrible team. What? He played okay against a terrible team. Yeah. So and, and and I want this to be like, oh, we're preparing for the basically the same opponent because the NFC North is weak besides Minnesota right now. Um but I, 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 I want to pick the Bears. I really do, but I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Dallas for the sake of the exercise. I, I think that, I think they'll win, and I think they'll put up thirty. I think it'll be, I think it'll be close though. I think it'll be thirty twenty six. Okay. Hey, I'd prefer that to my score. I'd love, um, I'd, I'd love a nice shootout. I want to call that a shootout, but you know, like that's I a mean, good NFL pretty, standards. Maybe not for like. It's a, it's a pretty high scoring game. Pretty high scoring game. Speaking of the Lions, Elijah. They host the Miami Dolphins at Ford Field on Sunday. And the Lions are at one and five and the Dolphins are at four and three. Two teams going in completely opposite directions. Um what say you on this matchup? I like you know I, I I'm don't not sold it. on I'm really what what'd you say? I said don't do it. <laughs> I'm not sold on the Dolphins and I kinda like Jared Goff and the Lions at home. Um, do we know the word on DeAndre Swift slash Imam Ross St. Brown? Uh, at the moment, they uh, I, I don't believe either of them are slated to play right now. I, I think DeAndre's questionable. I know that. Um, I can look at the ex- I can look at the injury report that came out yesterday. Xavier um, Howard also questionable for um, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, so the problem with Detroit is that yeah, so Amon Ra is questionable with a concussion. DeAndre Swift is actually off the injury report. So DeAndre's playing. Amon oh, that's good. That's very good for them. 
So, does, so you you liking this upset special, Detroit? I do. I, I I like. I mean, look, the spread's at three and a half. I like Detroit definitely to cover the spread. Like, I I love that. That's for sure. Um, I think Detroit wins a very close game, and this will be one of the twenty three to twenties. Oh, upsetting the Miami Dolphins, 23-20 in Detroit at Ford Field. And uh, Mike McDaniel, McDaniels, McDonald. McDaniel. McDaniel. He's going to have to look in the mirror after this week, I think. Okay. What to Uh, you? I'm taking Miami. Uh, Detroit is a very middle-of-the-tier defensive team in terms of pass defense. They have given up 1,496 passing yards and nine passing touchdowns, uh, which literally, like, you know how kids these days say mid? So, like, that's pretty mid. Detroit's very mid. Um, Mm -hmm. And when you have, when you don't have Darius Slay, who you haven't had for years, um, Jeff Okuda's played well. So, say that. But when you have the passing arsenal that Miami does, with Waddle and Hill and Gesicki, it just—it's a recipe for disaster in uh, the Motor City. And I'm going to take Tua. I think Tua, literally, other than those four passes that were dropped by Steelers players on Sunday Night Football, played great. And I think this is a great defense for him to kind the, of. There was there were I think there were about four passes that should have been picked. Right, but he did play well. Did I not say four? Well, ultimately, like statistically, played well. I thought I said two. I definitely said four. Oh, my bad. We're going, we're going back on the tape. <laughs> this, yeah, is like, right. this is like that progressive commercial where they throw the challenge flag for like. It's like a, yeah, I was gonna say it's like a, it's the replay. Yeah. So I'm taking Miami. I don't think this game's going to be close, regardless of if Amon Ross and Brown plays or not. I, I think Miami wins 31 17. Yeah. See, this one feels a lot like the, um, the Ravens Lions game from last year. And, you know, like a few years back, the, the Chiefs and the Lions had a pretty close one. I just feel like sometimes the Lions will, like, be – will give an entertaining battle to an AFC opponent in Ford Field. Uh, okay. But well, we'll see. We'll see. Cardinals-Vikings next, yeah? Yeah, Cardinals-Vikings. See, you're reading the same exact set I am. Um, I'm, on, uh, I'm on CBS Sports. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm on NFL GSIS, or as we say around the office, NFL Jesus. NFL Jesus. Uh what do, you, what, what do you like in this matchup, Elijah? Um, I mean, you know, battle of two NFC teams who have been known to disappoint. Um, although the Vikings have been really good this year. I like the Vikings to keep rolling. You know, I think they're a very good team. Uh, you know, the spread is three and a half. Uh, I, I could see a scenario where Arizona covers that and loses by a field goal. But I, I just think Minnesota has too much firepower right now. And, and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins can be back is huge for Arizona. I will say that. But in a pretty good game, in an exciting game, I like Minnesota to come out on top. And you know what? I will say Arizona does cover. Uh, okay. I'm going to say 30, uh, 30 to 27 Minnesota wins. We like some high-scoring matchups this week, I feel like. Yeah, I think we're going to have a pretty so, offensive week, which is uh, nice every now and then. So two very interesting things I'd like to point out. Number one is that Minnesota's coming off their bye week, or it's bye week, and Arizona is coming off of a Thursday night game. So both teams are very much rested, which is yes. kind of cool. Like, I, I don't remember, I mean, I'm sure you can go back in the schedule and look, but I don't remember the last time a team that played on Thursday night plays a team who had the week off prior. So, like, it's nice for them, for sure. Yeah. I, like, it, it, it's nice because the injury report is like very bare for both teams, which is cool. great. Second thing is the Arizona Cardinals have gone to Minnesota nine they're times. they're 10. Yep. Yeah, they're 10 times, and they've lost all of them. The last time they won in Minnesota was 1977. <laughs> like, think Holy about it. Cow. Like, that's that's a daunting thing. Uh, Damn. With that all being I said. Out, I want to find out who the quarterbacks were that game. But uh, anyway, continue what you were saying. Well, I think, well, 1977, they were not in Arizona. They were still in Chicago. So, they were in St. Louis, for sure. St. Louis, sorry. Yeah. Chicago. Which they is were, weird that they, they've been they, in both places. They were in but, Chicago, too, though. Um, before St. Louis, yes. Right, exactly. So I'm, I'm taking Minnesota. I I think this is – Arizona is a very mediocre team. I'll just continue to say it until they just prove me wrong otherwise. Um, if you really just think about the fact that Arizona is 3-4 and four and they could easily be 2-5 and five right now because of that 
Um, week two victory in Las Vegas where Byron Murphy picked up that fumble and ran it into the end zone. Um, I'm taking Minnesota because I like Kevin O'Connell. I've gotten to not personally know, but vicariously know Kevin O'Connell um, this past week, which is a tease about what we're doing on Sunday. On oh, did you get to meet him? Didn't get to meet him. But Good guy? I did not get to meet him. Oh, I thought you said did. Excuse nope, me. Did not. Um, I just, I love the belief that he's instilled in the team. So, and he's made Kirk Cousins better. They go back to their days with Washington where Cousins was the quarterback and O'Connell was the quarterback's coach. I like that relationship a lot. Good one. As long as, as, long as uh, Dalvin Cook stays healthy too, Minnesota is going to be a force to be reckoned with with their one loss and could easily cruise to that NFC North crown. And they will continue to do that on Sunday by beating the Arizona Cardinals at U.S. Bank Stadium by the final score of 25 to 18. All right. I I could definitely see it. I could see I could see 25 to 18. Um, oh, that's a scoregami. Oh, is that? Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's the that's the fun. That's- uh, by the way, I looked it up. Last time Arizona won a game in Minnesota, excuse me, uh, and I mean the Cardinals franchise, St. Louis yep. Cardinals football, the St. Louis football Cardinals, the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings was Bud Grant. Yeah, the head coach of the St. Louis Cardinals was Don Air Coriel. Oh, look at that! Former Chargers. Fun yeah. facts, and it was Jim Hart against Fran Tarkenton. Uh, just some, just some facts that I find fun. I think that game was also outside. Because I don't think it, the it, it may have been. Yeah, it was at Metropolitan Stadium. Yep, that's that was an out, out outdoor stadium in yep. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Twin Cities. And uh, right now, as a Bears fan, I actually want the Vikings to win this game because I think they're going to run away with the division. But I know that the Cardinals are more of a threat uh, for a wild card spot. So true. Let's go Vikings. Let's go. Well, we both agree on it. So, speaking of which, I mentioned the Raiders because they they played the Cardinals in Week Two. In Week Eight, they're playing the Saints in New Orleans in a rare visit for the Raiders. The last time they were there was what eight years ago? Yeah, because of yeah, it had to be eight years ago. Yeah, um, we should probably see how they did. Um, also, eight years ago, check it out. eight years ago, also, I think it was Derek Carr's rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. This is true. This so, is true. So, yeah, you, you looked that up. I know he, Derek Carr had 285 yards in that game based on my immediate search. Nice. Um, let's see. Pro football reference. Um, sorry, real quick, real quick. It looks like I have the wrong year. Oh, no. Would it have to be 2015, right? No, that doesn't make No, any... what would it be 2015? It has to be 2014. 14, right. Um, no, because they played the NFC West that year. That's so strange. Huh. Wait, you know, it, it could be, this could be the, the weird game, like, Every team gets a weird game every year. Last year, we played the Raiders. Uh, I haven't figured out exactly how that works yet, but every team plays one like random-ass opponent in the other division, and that, that could be what this is. Yeah, last time, it was 2016. The Saints... Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad we actually took so much time to look this up because in 2016, the last time the, the Raiders went to New Orleans, back then they were the, the Oakland Raiders, the Raiders won a thriller, 35-34. That's true. I'm looking. I'm looking at that now. It, yeah, Derek Carr connected with Seth Roberts, and then he found Michael Crabtree for a two point game winning conversion. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, oh, that must have been a great game. I mean, Brandon Cooks had a 98 yard touchdown reception. We got it. We got it. We should. We should look back on this game. That's a fun game. That's really fun. I'm, I. I really hope that we have as much fireworks in this matchup, Elijah. But the problem is the Saints don't have anybody to throw the football to. And the Raiders don't have anyone to pass rush, even though they have really good like talent on their defensive line. So with that all being said, who are you taking in this one? Because these are two really bad teams. Saints are are actually home underdogs. I, I think they're going to win. I, I, I like the Saints to win this one. Uh, they're, they're, it's only a 1.5 spread, so you know it's barely anything. But like, I like the Saints to win this one in a battle of some pretty underwhelming teams. I, I just think the Raiders are just such a, 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 a cluster fork right now. Um, you know what? Actually, I, I'm starting to 
I'm starting to talk myself out of that pick because the <laughs> because quarterback. I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. I think the Raiders take care of business on the road again, and this will be the second 23-20 game. Okay, so that, that that's what puts you over the top. So major injury news for both teams. I mean, Darren Waller, who hasn't played in the last two weeks, is questionable with a hamstring injury for, for Las Vegas. As I mentioned, the Saints don't have Jarvis Landry. They don't have Michael Thomas. And then, of course, you mentioned Andy Dalton starting at quarterback. Jameis is apparently healthy, but they decided to go with Andy Dalton again for another week. So it'll be very interesting to see what comes about from this. I, I really look to see if Derek Carr can dissect the Saints defense because that's what they're predicated on at this point. Also, Marshawn Lattimore is not playing for the Saints either. So, uh, so, so Devontae, Adams, yeah, Devontae Adams is going to go off. And therefore, I'm, I'm, you talk about how the Saints are underdogs. I, I find that to be very surprising. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking Las Vegas. I'm going to do it. I'm going to hesitate and do it. And Fair. I, th- I think they'll win this one 26-20. I think it's going to be a very good game. I'm with you on that. Like I definitely think one way or another, this is going to be a fun game. In our next matchup, we have the Patriots at 3-4 and four and the Jets at 5-2. and two. The last <laughs> time New York was better than New England in this matchup, I, I really want to believe, I think it was 2001. Holy shit. Which is crazy. That is uh, That is crazy to think about. Yeah, so Tom Brady's first full season in the NFL where he like took well, over Drew Bledsoe and yada yada. Like, almost a full season. Almost um, a full. You know, there's a reason why the Jets are only – there's a reason the Patriots are favored, by the way, by two and a half. And that is – and this is, you know, something your colleague Colin Coward talks about often. But, like, you know, when you get embarrassed in, like, a primetime game – and you have a really good coach, usually you're like you're gonna rebound very well. I think New England absolutely will rebound very well. And I think that uh, they'll spoil the Jets little winning streak they have going. Um and I like New England to win this one by the final score of thirty to twenty. Okay. I'm taking New York. Okay. I, I, I like the Jets. I like what they're doing. Um Elijah Moore's back this week, by the way. He had requested a trade and held out and I guess is back. I mean, to maybe boost his trade stock. I don't really understand that situation. So, I mean, you, you know Jacob, but you know Elijah Moore. Ha <laughs> ha! That's funny. That's in reference to Elijah's brother, My brother Jacob, Jacob Zelunky. Yes. yes. Uh, also, the Patriots without their uh, Pro Bowl center David Andrews. So another another big key for the. That is, that is a key. That is a problem. Mac Jones is getting the start. By the way, I mean quarterback controversy. I guess over between him and Bailey Zappi, but. I, I just I uh, love- Patriots fans need to chill. By the way, <laughs> I, like just because your guy like throws an interception or makes a pretty bad play, doesn't mean you need to just like immediately start cheering for the backup. Like, come on, guys! Like, I, I know y'all aren't used to not knowing who the guy is, but like this is how it goes. You know, you gotta you gotta support your guy a little more better than that. Come on, I'm I'm excited to watch Garrett Wilson hopefully break out. That's that's the main X factor right there, especially with Corey Davis not available for the Jets. Him and Elijah Moore have to have a big day for Zach Wilson. So, yeah. I, did I say a score? By the way, I don't think I said a score. I do not think you said a score. Okay, well, I said thirty twenty. Okay, I'll say a score. I'll I'll, I'll say twenty to seventeen. I'll say close. Okay. The the common one got it. The, the common one. Uh, all right. So we have that one. Let's uh let's go to the Battle of Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh Steelers, Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, of course, the only undefeated team left in all of football at six and zero. Steelers coming in at two and five. I I really think this one will be easy, but I'm genuinely curious to see what your analysis is for this one. I, sorry, I, I'm I'm looking at a at a different game real quick. Like we're gonna get to something interesting in a second. Uh, you know the the, the Eagles are favored by eleven. I'm not sure if they're gonna cover, but I think they do. They're just significantly better than Pittsburgh right now. I like Philly to win uh, 30, 31 to, to 13. Okay. I, I was going to say a similar score. I was going to say Philadelphia wins 35 to 17. Um, okay. And my main stat from this one is, again, AFC-NFC matchup. The Steelers 
they came into Philadelphia nine previous times and they lost all nine. The last time that they won in Philadelphia, like you think the Cardinals franchise winning in Minnesota since 1977 was hard. Try 1965. The last time a Pittsburgh Steelers team well, won they play, in Philadelphia. They only do it every eight years. or so. I know, but it's just, it's just, I mean, the last nine matchups too. So right. like same, same result, but right, yeah, right, right. again, two teams going completely opposite directions. It's, it's a, uh, it's safe to say that we're on the same page for that one. Okay, AFC South. What, what, rival- what was the score you went with? I said oh, 35-17. Got it. Got it. Uh, AFC South rivalry. Uh, Tennessee Titans traveling to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. The big news out of this one is that Ryan Tannehill will not play. He has an illness as well as dealing Ooh. with other body injuries. So that means Malik Willis, the 2022 draft pick from uh, Liberty, is going to get his first career start and be the fourth quarterback in the 2022 draft class to get a start. So Liberty, 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 Liberty. He's got an endorsement deal. If he wants it, if he plays well, by the way, with Liberty mutual. Um, But I think, um, you know, it's interesting. I I was wondering why Houston's favored to win that game, but that answers that. (laughs) I, I'm going to take the Titans. I think they're just rolling right now. And, you know, Houston's just struggling. And I don't know how much worse Malik Willis is than Davis Mills. They're pretty similar, you know, both recently drafted and both, you know, like late, late round picks. So I'm going to go with the Titans to win this one 24-20. Oh, wow. You have it close. Yes. Yeah, I don't have it close. Really? I, I think Malik Willis is a boost. It is the perfect first start for Malik Willis. Houston's bad. Houston's are pretty bad. really bad. The only thing Houston has going for them right now is the Astros won Game Two of the World Series tonight. They did. The yeah, Rockets are bad fun one on our hands. Like the Rockets are bad. The Houston Cougars are bad in football. So, oh, Cougars, right, right. Cougars. Um, I hate them. By the way, they beat SDSU once. So. Wow, you still hold a grudge over that? No, I don't actually hate them okay. anymore. But I, okay. I was pretty mad at the time, though. I was okay. Well, I think Malik Willis does. Really well. I mean, I don't know if he'll break 200 yards passing, but I think they'll do just enough. And Derrick Henry on the back end to hand the ball off to is not too shabby of an option. Uh, Tennessee wins 29 to 17. I like it. All right. Uh, Last game of the morning slash afternoon slate, depending on where you uh, watch your football. This was a game that I thought was going to be a big anticipator. Washington Commanders. Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil. This was supposed to be the Carson Wentz revenge game. Where I don't think this is the last game of the the the. Oh, it's the last game. Is it? Isn't this a one twenty five game? Uh, it's a. Oh, you're right. Shoot. Yeah, I have not been looking at the schedule properly. Uh, Titans, uh, Titans, Texans also a, a one twenty one one right, oh right. five one oh five. Right. Like yes. Yeah. Afternoon. Right. right. So, the the Colts are on Fox, by the way. So. Nice. Yeah, I should really just look at the schedule better. It's it's late. I'm tired. I've had a long day. Um, anyhow, anyhow, Colts playing the playing the Commanders. This was supposed to be Carson Wentz against Matt Ryan. It is neither of them. It is it is Taylor Heineke against Sam Ellinger. Of course, the big news from this past week was that Sam Ellinger is getting the start at quarterback every single game, barring injury, no matter what happens. Matt Ryan has a separated shoulder, but even when healthy, will not be the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. So. With that all being said, Elijah, who wins this one and why? Honestly, instead of like a sad game between two relatively washed up quarterbacks who had the same job in Indianapolis, we're getting, you know, like Taylor Heineke is fun to watch. Like, honestly, I enjoy watching Taylor Heineke play football, uh, even when it does poorly, because he's just exciting. He's, you know, he's just, uh, he, he's got a vibe to him that's in- enjoyable to watch. He runs around a lot, um, you know, a bit of a far energy thing going on. Uh, and Ailier, I, I imagine, will, and I hope he plays in a similar fashion. Uh, I, you know, uh, the Colts are favored at home to win by three. I like that to hold up. I, I think the Colts win by a field goal, 27-24. Ooh, so you like Chase McLaughlin. Okay, got it. To you know what? Actually, I'm going to say 20-17. to 17. Oh, 20-17. to 17. I, think we'll get, I think we'll get more defense. Commonality score. Okay. 
Every, I, I really truly believe this, and I really should listen back on all the podcasts. Every time I pick the Colts to win this season, they've lost. Every time I pick the Colts to lose this season, they've won. So strategy That's should amazing. be to pick the commanders. And 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 it's just funny because I truly believe the commanders will win because they have a better option at quarterback because we don't know anything about Sam Ellinger and what he can do. So yeah. the, the good thing I'll look for is to see if Sam Ellinger can shed pass blockers because quite literally the Colts offensive line is decimated and Matt Ryan is not mobile. And I just hated Quint, watching Quentin Nelson hurt. Uh, Quentin Nelson should be, should be good to go. Uh, as yeah. far as the injury report is concerned, I think the big one and Shaq Leonard is also active. So, uh, Jahan Dodson's out for Washington, which is just a huge loss for Taylor Heineke. Um, Deami Brown, who had a big game two weeks ago, but that was with, uh, that was with Wentz at quarterback. It's questionable, and then Logan Thomas is also questionable as of this moment with a calf injury. Um, Quiddy Pay is out for Indianapolis, and Kenny Moore is questionable with a finger injury. Everybody else is good to go. So logic says that this game will be very high scoring, and I think that will be the case. Really? I, just think, I, yeah. I think Washington just has the better option at quarterback right now because we see Taylor Heineke play, and I – like you, I also like watching him play, and I really think he should be the full-time starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders. So, I, I, I'm taking I'm taking the Commanders to win on the road, and I think it'll be a high-scoring affair, 33-27. Interesting, interesting that you're pre- predicting high scoring with the quarterbacks uh, situation being as it is. You know, two maybe, backups. Maybe maybe ground game speaks for itself. Brian Robinson. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Gibson, I'd love to see. Always Peter. always good to see Brian Robinson do well. Yeah, that, well, especially given his the fact that he got shot twice record. in the leg. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unbelievable that he's even playing. Comeback player of the year. Can he, can that can that happen? Can you be comeback player of the year in your rookie season? <laughs> you, I mean, if anyone if anyone could, it's Brian Robinson. Yes, exactly. I you know. Like, I think that I think that I, I could see an exception being made for that. But um, but anyway, uh, we got a really fun, you know an always really fun, uh, fun and exciting rivalry game coming up with the Niners going to. You know, uh, I should say coming to Los Angeles to play the to play the Rams. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you thinking about this one? Rams coming it's up a pick them, by the way. What's that? It's a even money line. It's a pick them. Oh, okay. Toss yeah. it. Oh, kind of like uh, in a couple weeks we've got election toss ups. So. Oh yeah, vote if you feel like it. Yeah. No, not not if you feel like it. Vote. <laughs> no, I mean, if you don't have an opinion, you don't you don't need to vote. I don't care. No, you should vote. You um, should vote, but you should definitely you know. vote. Uh, also, well, this, this is, that's not the point of this podcast. But anyway, uh, go ahead. Go their by- I was just trying to use. No, no, no. I'm saying up. I was gonna I was gonna counter what you said, but I was like I was talking to myself like, come on, Elijah, don't don't argue with uh don't argue with Noah here. Like it's not the it's not the time. It's but a anyway. Podcast. You um, were saying yeah, I was saying the Rams are rested. They're coming off their bye week. Uh, 49ers have the 49ers. 49ers have the most outstanding winning streak right now in the NFL. They've beaten the Rams in the regular season seven straight times, including, I think it was week three on Monday Night Football, if I'm not mistaken. Bum, 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 bum. They, they won 24 to nine um, and just held Matthew Stafford to like very putrid numbers. And it's so funny watching this game play out at SoFi because the 49ers send their fans there and literally the Rams have to go with silent counts because. It's like fifty percent or more 49ers fans. Oh, it's it's a it's a red stadium. It is very like very like burgundy red. Um, which is kind of an insult at this point because I think the commanders have that color scheme. Anyhow, um big news out of uh, the bay is that Debo Samuel's not playing. And that's literally Jimmy's favorite target. So I, I think the Rams will have a much easier time on defense than we normally thought because no Debo. Christian McCaffrey, however, could be a big X factor. He he's already played the Rams once this season. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Because he was with the Panthers. People forget. True. But, um, I mean, so, so, the so, th- so this could be a huge game for Christian. Um, I don't think it will necessarily go the 49ers' way, though. I think the Rams have had literally a week to prepare for this, and they'll win. I, I think it'll be close, though. Twenty-four, twenty-three. Yeah, you know that 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 I, I'm with you on this. I, I think that this winning streak 
that the Rams have against the Niners in the regular season. It has to come to an end eventually. I, I guess, you know, the uh, conference championship, like, that has to count for something, right? Uh, but uh, they won the one that counted. I like the Rams coming off a bye week in this case. I'm a little skeptical about the way Matt Stafford has played this season, but I also, you know, I'm. I'm very much on the fence about this one, but I do think the Rams win this game in a you know a close battle, twenty-five to twenty-two. Okay, so you have a three-point difference. I have a one-point difference. So yes, we both think it's going to be very competitive, and that one Correct. also is on Fox. Oh, so, that, that's that has to be on Fox. It has to be on Fox, and it will be on Fox. So uh, listen in, folks. Um, Elijah. If you looked at the week eight schedule and you saw the matchups of the teams and you didn't look at their win loss record, you would not believe the fact that the only matchup between two teams over 500 takes place in Seattle, Washington. The New York Giants at six and one and the Seattle Seahawks at four and three. Yeah, you know, this is very much, um, you know, the battle of the overachievers. The overachiever bowl is something we could call it. I, you know, if this game was in New York, I think I'd pick the Seahawks, too, uh, just because I, I, I trust Pete Carroll's experience. Uh, but although that would be a lot, I guess that would be a very close game. I, I like Seattle at home, too, also in a close game. I think the Giants will be able to hold their own for, for most of it. Uh, but the 12th man will be too strong. Geno Smith will be too strong. And it still feels weird to say. 29 24 Seattle wins a very fun game. So here's the thing with New York. They're six and one for a reason. They have finally figured it out. And I don't think they're overachieving. I think that this is, this is the team that we thought it was going to be. And maybe we didn't predict that in the beginning of the year. I didn't. I, I, they, they shocked the hell out of me. They're, I'm happy they, with it. I like the giants. They're a fun story in the NFL this season. And the reason why they're six and one, well, okay, there's many, there's a multitude of reasons why they're six and one, but Saquon Barkley staying healthy. And yeah, I think he's an MVP candidate, by the way. He, I'm just he saying. absolutely should be. And I'm taking the Giants on the road. And like every time I look at them, I just think there's more belief. There's a reason why young, up and coming coaches are doing so well in the league this season. Nick Sirianni's got the only undefeated team in the league left. Um, Kevin O'Connell's a first-year head coach in Minnesota. He's got one loss on his record right now. Brian Dable's the same way. I think that those three guys are just intertwined at this point in the stage, and the Giants getting a signature win in Seattle over the 12th man would very much put them over the top, and it's just like the New York media would just continue to buzz because the Jets are 5-2 and two also, so... I think it would I mean, just it'll give, it, give us something to cheer about after the Yankees choked again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and the Mets lost in the wild card series too. Woo! And the Knicks aren't very good right now. And Nets, Nets are terrible. And, right and now. The, the Nets have one win this season. My God, New York sports is bad, except for their football teams. Ironically, you know they've they've been they've been waiting for this moment. I'm, I'm yeah, taking, they have been. I'm I'm taking the New York Giants to win. I think this one will be very close to 27-24. Over fun, fun. Uh, Kenneth Walker, by the way, rookie of the year candidate. Watch out in Seattle. I'm with it. Uh, Sunday night football. We have uh, the Packers. They're on the road. They're playing the Bills. Ooh. And you mentioned spread. I'm just going to take your thunder for a second here because Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are ten and a half point underdogs. And it's oh, first... it was eleven and a half on CBS, but I guess oh, okay. 10 and a half is well, yeah. on Fox bet. It's ten and a half. I think, it, I think it is ten and a half now. Um, it's the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career, which has spanned from 2008 since he took over as the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, that he's a double-digit underdog. That's crazy. Um, but the Bills are again for real. Um, mm -hmm. Where do you see this one leaning, Elijah? I'm sure you want to pick the Bills. So I'm going to pick the Bills. I'd pick the Packers to cover though, and I think it's going to be way closer than it needs to be. I think we're going to see Rodgers, you know, kind of figure things out this week. But I do think the Bills are better right now. So I'm going to take them to win 31 to 28. Bills are another team coming off of their bye week. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anybody to throw to. He didn't have anyone to throw to when the team was healthy. Alan Lazard's not playing. 
Christian Watson's dealing with a hamstring injury. So it's literally Romeo Dobbs, Mercedes Lewis, and then the running backs. That's it. Against literally okay. one of the best teams in the NFL. So Dobbs taking, is not playing? No, Romeo's playing. Oh, Christian is. Watson is questionable. Got it. With a hamstring. He 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 didn't he didn't play last week. Uh this is literally like another one of those it, you know how it was Tom and Lamar. So this is Aaron Rodgers against Josh Allen. And I think that the young guns come out and win. Josh Allen is another MVP candidate at this point in time. And so wait, if Romeo Dobbs plays and and like let's say he gets held to zero catches again. And mm-hmm. since Romeo Dobbs is on my fantasy team, do I get to say where art thou? Yes, you do. You you should just say that right now because like where art thou, Romeo? Because the the Packers right now are very helpless on offense, and hopefully that continues, man. Like I'm telling you, that'll be well, fun. They're just gonna have to lean heavily on the run game and then become very predictable. I'm I I think Buffalo blows out Green Bay. I think I think it's thirty. I think it'll be thirty one seventeen. Honestly, I really. Oh do. man, I hope I hope so. That'd be great. Well, we have one final game to pick, and it's on Halloween night, Monday night football, and it's between two teams whose color schemes are orange. So I just love that. And play in Ohio. Yeah, and they play in Ohio, the Cincinnati Bengals and The Pumpkin Bowl. That's kind of cute. The what? The Pumpkin Bowl. No, the Pumpkin Bowl. I'm I'm just going to be very excited for the visuals, honestly. So who do you have winning this one, Elijah? I like Joe Burrow and the Bengals to go into Cincinnati or to go into Cleveland. It's not too far from Cincinnati and uh, get that dub. I just, you know, Joe Burrow, they're playing at a very high level. I guess Jamar Chase is hurt. Yep. That's the big news. Jamar Chase uh, didn't get put on an injured reserve, but is out for this game. And they'll try to see, because if you're put on injured reserve, you miss at least four games and he's dealing with a hip right now. And they initially said on the first prognosis, six to eight weeks. So it'd be logical right. for them to put him on IR. But, you know, these days rehab is so insane. And, like, for example, we didn't talk about it, but DK Metcalf hurt himself in the last game for Seattle. But he was scheduled to miss a lot of time because of it. But apparently, according to Adam Schefter, I just saw this tweet an hour ago, he's going to play against the Jets. Oh, wow. So Jamar Chase might have that sort of recovery because he's also just a human specimen. Well, so- I mean, DK is like a little different. DK like physically, I think Jamar's a better player, but yes. Um, but um, yeah, you know, I, I didn't know it was six to eight weeks. That's kind of a bummer because I have him on uh, my fantasy team. But they don't know that. That's why they they didn't put him on injury reserve this week, so he's only missing this game, and they'll just take it week by week. Right, right, right. Um, but still, I do think the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow will be able, Joe Burrow will be able to figure it out. Um, you know, the the Browns are frisky. But the Bengals are good, and therefore Cincinnati gets a win on the road, twenty-one to eighteen. Okay, all right. Honestly, I was thinking about putting it that close. I really was. I, I you know, and even though Jamar Chase is out, that means more reps for T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and that's fine. Honestly, I and Joe Burrow's the guy, and. We'll we'll have to see because the Browns starting Jacoby Brissett is yikes again. Um, uh, I'm I'm taking Joe Burrow on the road in Ohio, ironically, and I think that the Bengals will win, and I think they'll win by a tally of twenty eight to twenty five. Nailed it. I, I I like it. I like it. I, I I like the I like a score ending in five. I think that's always a uh... Usually a good sign. Usually a sign of a lot of things happening in a game. So uh, I definitely like that. True. And even though you don't, you, you prefer low scoring games for like defensive purposes. Like high scoring games are fun too. They can. Oh yeah. No, I, I I like I like offense too. I just I I think that we've had so much offense in recent years that I like a good defensive struggle every now and then. I think that's a, a really fun element to the sport when defenses can win you a bunch of big games. Um, but then again, this year has been very defensive. They're very defense happy. Uh, so, and I do think that the balances will shift again. I think we'll get a very offensive week this week. It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited. I'm, I do too. as always. And a lot of games that we picked and congratulations, by the way, to the Kansas city chiefs and the Los Angeles chargers, because they will not be losing this week because they're off. Correct. So. Yeah. But also like, 
they can't tough win. luck on not getting a win this week to the Kansas True. City Chiefs. I think it's kind of it's kind of interesting that two AFC West teams are like the only teams on bye. Are those the only two teams on bye? Only two teams on bye. Very weird. Why it's don't they just weird. like they just do eight eight eight? Get them out of the way. Like eight teams for two weeks or eight teams for three weeks. Don't play, and then that's it. That's it for the bye weeks. But. What do I know, Noah Freeman? That sounds very logical. Just just wait until week nine. Week nine is going to be so much fun. Um, oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. So you can follow Elijah on social. He's a wonky. You can follow me at Noah Friedman underscore. And you can get the Jew Point conversion wherever you get your podcasts. And true. That, that's it. This was fun. Live, uh, live edition of the Jew Point conversion right before uh, week eight kicks off. Tomorrow at 6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. Shalom, friends.